0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to cork stats here on the mayo media network on youtube your host big johnny stud coming to you worldwide from brooklyn new york as always the super bowl is now in the rearview mirror along with the football season and it's time to look ahead towards the 2022 mlb fantasy baseball season please make sure that you like this video hit the subscribe and make sure that you check out the baseball playlist that we've been working on to have ready for just this time of year we knew a lot. Of people, as soon as the Super Bowl would be ending, would be coming on over to baseball. We wanted to make sure that we had you covered. Make sure you check out the fantasy baseball picks and bets playlist. Man, we have a ton of impactful content, sleeper videos, breakout videos, advanced pitcher breakdowns, rankings, positional rankings, where I take projection systems and chart them against ADP to search for values. Man, make sure you're doing it all. Rate review and subscribe to the Cork Stats Podcast. Check out the cork stats youtube channel as well i am bringing it all hot and heavy off the crack of the bat 115 as always enough of that let's get down and do more of this it's the fastest show in mlb absolutely anywhere today the topic of focus will be twins youngster 25 year old joe ryan he came on the scene last year we didn't see much but he was very impactful and has fantasy owners just licking their chops and i didn't really have a very strong feeling on him there are pictures that i like going around him one of those i've covered in jordan montgomery make sure to check out that video and you know that's kind of partly why i do these videos the guy's getting a lot of hype he's getting a lot of heat and i wanted to see what we thought about it i've developed my own but let's call it system for player analysis. I like to compartmentalize players and teams into statistical baskets so I don't kind of overreact to any one thing. We'll be taking a look at his surface stats. We'll be looking at discipline, elevation, batted ball quality. We'll be doing some trend and chart work and then over to projections before we make our own determination what to expect for the next season and maybe where we should be drafting him at all so without any further ado let's get down and do the thing let's start with the tail of the tape as Always, You see, I've got the surface stats up from last year. We didn't get much. 26 and two-thirds, the 405 ERA. It's that .79 whip in the 30% K that has fantasy drafters everywhere. You know, just mm, ready to get at him. But I want to highlight not only the four ERA, not only the small amount of innings, but also that home run rate, 1.35, just a touch worse than average. Let's take a look really quick at last year. What you got. Again, those surface stats are up there. There. A lot of the earn run indicators still in pretty good shape, better than the four that we saw 3.4 Sierra, 3.4 FIP, 3.7 XFIP. 2.15 deserved ERA, that's a contact-related metric, 170 batting average against, all really, really good, 557 OPS, also excellent, 265x WOBA. So we know the results were very, very good. Some of the other numbers I see, jumping off the page, things we'll get to. We one of the highest foul ball rates in the league, that will keep you from going deep into games, and he's an extreme fly ball pitcher, 53% of balls hit were in the air now that can be good for batting average against what we saw but it can also be bad for home runs which we also saw so a lot of the statistics that we saw last year though a small sample may be kind of pretending what we'll expect so i think you know a lot of this stuff is firmly in place ryan had a history of the high strikeout rate but we got to dig in a little bit deeper past performance is not necessarily predictive of the future so where i like to start as always is with the pitch mix Ryan only throws four pitches, but the reason I have it up here was, one, to highlight the extreme use of the fastball, right? Over 60%. Again, we don't want to overreact to the small set, but I do have that trend up. It was pretty consistent. I also have the pitch selection at the bottom down, and there's a reason why. If you look at the sliders thrown... 66 total, all 66 to righties. Changeups, 46 total, 40 of those to lefties. I'm sorry, 40 of 43. And for curveballs, 26 of 32. So the point being that Ryan is a two-pitch pitcher against righties, any three pitch pitcher against lefties I often refer to this as a targeted approach and when you kind of look at the results last year he was excellent against both lefties and righties however that's what you come to Cork stats for it's for the context, it's for the nuance, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper look at the X-slug on the fastball at 462 is a bit high with an only 20% whiff rate, those are all kind of worse than average and not really where we'd want to see the statistics for a fastball being thrown 66% of the time the slider excellent but the change up that x log which is a contact metrics is a little bit high so we get just a bit of an overview of what to expect from lefties and righties now i want to dig into that targeted approach just a little bit more So here you can see these are actually the total. So what you have for audio listeners is just a heat map for all the pitches. Now, these things are not definitive, but they will give us an idea of his attack plan. So the four-seamer against righties, he uses it up and in. He pairs it with the slider low and away. He only throws two pitches against righties not necessarily a bad thing but if he doesn't have one of those pitches it can be and of course righties are going to be the majority of the hitters that you face so just something that we want to keep an eye out the fastball the x-lug there against righties has been very good Righties have had a very hard time with it up and in only 326 x-lug but the whiff rate still down near 22 over to lefties this is where a bit of the output stats maybe don't necessarily match the input stats so let's take a look at the fastball 69 percent of the time against lefties he throw the fastball. It came with a 387 slug, however, it was a 586 expected. That is a tremendous disparity in input and output, and going forward, you could expect a ton of damage from lefties against the fastball and the whiff rate down at 18 i also mentioned the changeup, which also has a worse than 500 x slug and only a 14 percent whiff rate if you add up the 68 use in the fastball and the 19 percent use in the changeup, you know you're talking about 88 percent of pitches thrown to lefties have a better than 500 x slug so i do not expect the success against lefties to continue and that's part of why we do the exercises that we do here. We want to be careful using season-long stats and kind of determining pitches are throwaway secondaries or tertiaries without understanding that they're only being used to certain handed pitchers, so keep that trouble in mind now because we have the fastball being used at such an elevated level way over 60% we've got to get into the shape of it and I won't beat you down with all the technical parts of it but this is part of the new understanding of pitch shape and I truly believe it's the future of pitch analysis some of the smartest people and successful at that are using this I know I've been using it for a couple years in both fantasy and in my handicapping work if you're unfamiliar with that make sure you follow me when we get into betting season i mean i've turned out better than 15 percent return on investments all three years in the business no one is able to do that which is why handicappers are often talking about their last 10 their last seven their last month well the big dude uses the big numbers i'm only interested in large samples and i am always successful because i'm always working very hard so let's take a look at vertical break i don't want people that are looking at the video here again the i know we have audio only listeners i'm going to walk you through how to understand this you don't really need the lines on the graph we're not really looking for trend changes here because we had so few games but the range of activity in the shape is going to be very telling so we have a vertical break we have our horizontal break and then we have the all-important release point and we're going to walk you through all this stuff so you can see the vertical break oscillate between 19 and 17 inches that is all very poor very simply put the reason we don't want a ton of vertical break right all pitches move downwards with gravity as they approach it is the more it moves downward the steeper that angle is going to be and an uppercut swing right an elevated swing path will take will meet that attack angle and send it up that's an issue so that's why we always want a lessened amount of vertical break, those are often referred to as rising fastballs. No, no fastball can rise against gravity, but the less it rises, uh, the less it sinks, I should say, appears to have a rising effect. It's very deceptive. Now, let's move over to horizontal break where you see it oscillate between 10 and 12 inches. Those are all excellent across the board. Having a minimum of 9-inch horizontal brake means that Ryan has a very distinct tail on it. I would like to see the vertical brake drop a touch, but the reason that he gets away with it, the reason it's been so successful, and the reason he's had at least a asked of such pronounced strikeout success is because of the release point I had to check this out the average release point I think or at least I shouldn't say average the release point you want to be at or below is five and three quarters feet 5.75 there's direct correlations a lot of smarter people than I have done work with this when you look at Ryan's vertical release point it is down near five I almost was rubbing my eyes I couldn't believe it I had never seen a number that low and when I went and checked it it isn't In fact, the lowest in the major. So keep that in mind. And that may be part of the success. That also may be part of the problem. It's why hitters in the past have had such problems with it. Not sure that's gonna translate in the major leagues. Now, yes, he put up strikeout numbers, but it was a small cup of coffee, and we saw the expected stats don't necessarily match the output. So looking at this fastball overall, I'm a little worried about the the lack of vertical break I do like the amount of tail and of course that low release point is good I'm a bit worried it might not translate because of the velocity. That fastball is coming in the low 90s, where maybe you can get away with that in the minors. Not sure that's going to play in the majors. And I'm going to kind of walk you through again. I hope I'm not just come across as throwing stats at you. That's not what this is about. I'm trying to help you understand. I'm giving you a bit to nibble on and then showing you how you use it, right? Working you through how these movements these metrics in shape you know can affect performance and now really got to get into that velocity i 'm going to bring up the rolling average for velocity again you know you come here to corkstat you get all the <coughs> excuse me all the fancy bells and whistles that you would expect at a high class organization like the Mayo media app please make sure you're subscribed here and looking forward to all the stuff we're going to be bringing you up until and hopefully throughout the baseball season so on the left I have Joe Ryans rolling velocity chart you could see a distinct drop and in fact it actually gets down below the 90s that fastball really sitting right around 90 right around 91 and on the right you could see the inverse subsequent reaction to expected wobicon which is again a contact related metric it isolates balls in play specifically and you could see as his pitch velocity has dropped the damage done on balls at least expected damage going through the roof now i hate to just say pitchers are lucky but we did already highlight a distinct disparity in slug and x-slug on the fastball and i think if we ran it back there'd probably be a lot more damage done against that pitch particularly against lefty so i'm really uh, kind of already seeing a few red flags here especially can considering the very small amount of time we see him on the mound in the pro so i'm starting to think i'm getting away from this again i don't come into these exercises with any prior so just keep in mind the drop in velocity we've seen that inversely related to a spike in expected wOBA on contact now i never like to make any determinations until i get into the projections, so i always go to people smarter than me i don't absolutely subscribe to projections but i do like to know what they're saying because i do know a certain piece of the market is going to react to them so there you have the steamer projections up above me for the audio listeners it's 24 games only 142 innings a 4.35 era a 1.24 whip and then that k and walk the k's down to 25 the walk creeping up to seven and they have him at 1.5 home runs per nine so you know and not to say i feel like maybe we reverse engineer these projections a bit but I think we reverse-engineered these projections a bit. So, I, again, I didn't come in with any priors. I found I have not been drafting Ryan because I do like other pitchers going around him, namely Jordan Montgomery, Tristan McKenzie, that we saw a bit more from in the pros. And, uh, you know, Montgomery, again, I'm not going to get into the details. Please make sure you check out that video. He's a very deep arsenal. He's very effective against lefties and righties. The team context is very good. And, again, we saw a bit more from him, so I think it's, a, it's easier to level out our expectations for a player like Montgomery opposed to Ryan. So looking at all of the work that I laid out for you, keeping all these problems in mind, right? The the low velocity, the high amount of vertical break, the extreme amount of fly balls, a lot of what we've seen really does explain these steamer projections. So let's get into the conclusion here. Is me probably a bit worried about Joe Ryan now at this point and probably not going to be drafting him much if at all he would absolutely have to draft below he would have to fall in drafts i should say below all of the other players that i'm digging in front of him you know namely the Joe. the Jordan Montgomery, namely Tristan McKenzie, maybe even somebody like John Means, who I think will probably end up on a list for one of these pitcher breakdowns. I know a lot of people are asking about Means. He started out so great, got hurt, finished so terribly, so it kinda of becomes hard, you know, to level out again those expectations. So that should do it from us here at Quark Stats and the Mayo Media Network. So I, I hope you enjoyed the show, but even more so, I, I hope you see where i'm going with this right i don't have an opinion that i'm looking to force on people i do my work and then i open the book and show it to you so you can feel free please get up in the comments let patty mayo and the boys know how good of a job i'm doing or how bad of a job i'm doing we are an open book here i wear all my l's on my sleeve the name of the game outside of nuance and context is transparency with a capital t so let us know how we're doing rate review subscribe check out the podcast i'm doing all types of good stuff i'm a straight up fount of baseball information right now and now with football out of the way it is the sole focus it's a lot of fun we're learning a lot but this stuff is going to translate into making money and that is really important when you're trying to keep the lights on and the kids fed thanks so much for spending your time with us and picking up what i'm putting down please be weary of joe ryan in those drafts and if people ask you why you can point them to this video hit the like button subscribe check out the playlist check out the cork stats pod and i think that'll do it i'll check you all on the flip side remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck everyone peace